0: chapter nine of the forty-five guardsmen by alexander dumas this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by john van stan savannah georgia chapter nine monsieur de loignac supper cried monsieur de loignac and from this moment let all be friends and love each other like brothers hum said saint maline that would be difficult added ernanton See, sí, cried Pincornet. They laugh at me because I have no hat, and they say nothing to Monsieur Montcrabeau, who is going to supper in a cuirass of the time of the Emperor Pertinax, from whom it probably came. See what it is to have defensive arms. Gentlemen, cried Montcrabeau, I take it off, so much the worse for those who prefer seeing me with offensive instead of defensive arms. And he gave his cuirass to his lackey, a man about fifty years of age. Peace! peace cried de loignac and let us go to table meanwhile the lackey whispered to pertinax and am i not to sup let me have something pertinax i am dying of hunger pertinax instead of being offended at this familiar address replied i will try but you had better see for something for yourself hum that is not reassuring have you no money we spent our last crown at Sens. diable then try to sell something a few minutes after a cry was heard in the street of old iron who wants to sell old iron madame fournichon ran to the door while monsieur fournichon placed the supper on the table and to judge by its reception it must have been exquisite as his wife did not return however the host asked the servant what she was doing oh master replied he she is selling all your old iron for new money. "'I hope not my cuirass in arms,' said he, running to the door. "'No,' said De Loignac. "'It is forbidden to buy arms.' Madame Fournichon entered triumphantly. "'You have not been selling my arms,' cried her husband. "'Yes, I have.' "'I will not have them sold.' "'Bah!' a time of peace and i have gotten ten crowns instead of an old cuirass ten crowns samuel do you hear said pertinax looking for his valet but he was not to be seen it seems to me that this man carries on a dangerous trade but what does he do with them sells them again by weight by weight and you say he gave you ten crowns for what a cuirass and a helmet why even if they weighed twenty pounds—that is half a crown a pound—this hides some mystery. Voices rose and the mirth grew loud with all, except Carmaigne, who still thought of the mysterious page. He sat by Monsieur de Loignac, who said to him, "Here are a number of joyful people, and they do not know what for." Nor I neither, but at least I am an exception. You are wrong, for you are one of those to whom Paris is a paradise. Do not laugh at me, Monsieur de Loignac. I do not. I distinguished you at once, and that other young man also who looks so grave. Who? Monsieur de saint Maline. And why this distinction, if this question be not too curious? I know you, that is all. Me? You know me? you and he and all here it is strange yes but necessary why because a chief should know his soldiers and all these men will be my soldiers to-morrow but i thought monsieur de bernon hush do not pronounce that name here then rising monsieur de loignac said gentlemen since chance unites here forty-five compatriots, let us empty a glass of wine to the prosperity of all. This proposal gave rise to frantic applause. They are almost all half drunk, said De Loignac. It would be a good opportunity to make them repeat their histories, only time does not permit of it. Then he added aloud, Hola, Monsieur Fournichon, dismiss from the room all women, children, and lackeys. Lardil retired grumbling, but Militore did not move. "'Did you not hear, Monsieur Militore?' said de Loignac. "'To the kitchen!' There remained only forty-five men, and Monsieur de Loignac then said, "'Now, gentlemen, each knows who called him to Paris. "'Good, that will do. Do not call out his name. "'You know also that you have come to obey him.' A murmur of assent came from all, mingled with astonishment for each one knew only what concerned himself and was ignorant that his neighbor had been moved by the same influence. "'Well, then,' continued de Loignac, "'you will have time to become acquainted with each other afterward. You agree that you have come here to obey him?' "'Yes, yes,' they cried. "'Then, to begin, go quietly out of this hotel to the lodgings prepared for you.' "'For all?' asked Saint-Méline yes for all we are all equal here cried perducat whose limbs felt rather doubtful under him yes replied de loignac all are equal before the will of the master oh cried carmaigne coloring i do not know that monsieur d'epernon would be called my master wait i did not expect that wait hothead i did not tell you who was to be your master no but you said we should have one everyone has a master and if you are too proud to acknowledge him we spoke of you may look higher i authorize you the king murmured Carmainges. silence said de loignac but first will you do me the favor to read aloud this parchment and Anton took it and read these words Order to Monsieur de Loignac to take the command of the forty-five gentlemen whom I have sent for to Paris, with the consent of His Majesty, Nogaret de La Valette, Duke d'Epernon. They all bowed at this. Thus continued de Loignac. You have to follow me at once. Your equipages and servants will remain here. Monsieur Fonichon will take care of them. We will send for them, but now be quick. The boats are ready. The boats cried they. Certainly. To go to the Louvre, we must go by water. To the Louvre? cried they joyfully. Cap de Bouy, we are going to the Louvre. De Loignac made them all pass before him, counting them as they went, and then conducted them to the place where three large boats were waiting for them. End of chapter 9